0: Ah, uh, stage two in the bus country. It was, well, it started at Victoria, which is the capital of the bus country, and it finished in San Sebastián, a place I've never been to, actually. And it's got terrifying waves. Every time I looked out at those waves, I just thought of death, uh, because that's what they mean to me. I'm that weaker swimmer. Uh, we'll come on to that. It was uh, a three-rider breakaway. It got away. It was Nielsen Paulus. It was... Um, Remy Cavagna, who uh, uh, reacted late, then got to the front, and I thought he was going to drop the other two. And Edward Bursenhagen, who is a kind of vintage Edward Bursenhagen these days. Uh, Nielsen Palace scooped up all the mouses, boys, got himself the spotty jersey, and he's probably got enough points to hold it for a couple of days. That was the story, but he was caught uh, before the top of the final climb of the day. And then it was all about uh, UAE Team Emirates and, uh, well, Rafa Maiker in particular, who shredded the field and started... Well, the sprinters were already dropped, but Rafa Maiker got on the front. And when he had done his damage, and he did substantial amounts of damage, it was uh, Adam Yates who took over, dropping or distancing, gapping Watt van Aert over the top of the climb. Then his brother counter-attacked Simon Yates and took with him uh, Tade Pogacar and Jonas Vingegaard. Uh, those three then, well, they dropped uh, Simon Yates and Vingegaard and Pogacar, went off the front. And for a while we thought, is Pogacar going to try and take this to the line? Uh, but he kind of eased off and the groups came back together again. And everyone had the big problem called Watt van Aert. Um, and they tried repeatedly to attack. I think and Victorious had four riders in that group. And Peo Babau, the Basque rider, attacked on the descent and got a little bit of a gap. That forced Watt van Aert to do a bit of riding Uh, then that he had to respond to another couple of attacks and already, Jumbo-Vismo were looking weakened. And then, in the final kilometre, Victor Lafay from Coffuris launched a devastating attack with about 900 metres to go. It opened up an instant gap. And Wilco Keldeman, who had already done a tremendous amount of work, was forced to chase for Yumba vismo with watt Aert on his wheel. Thijs then ultimately did a little bit of a turn on the front. And then Van art sprinted. And it was too late. Lafay held on by about four bite lengths to win the stage. And uh, Van art was furious at the finish, and he came over the line, banged his handlebars, Pogaccio picked up more bonus seconds uh, by finishing in third, but Art was denied his victory, and that's the story of the day, and it was an absolute thriller, I enjoyed it, didn't you Cadell Evans, making your debut on the Never Strays Car Podcast, welcome.
1: Well, um, well thanks for having me, I don't have any choice, but um, I'm sort of obliged, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel I'm the compelled guest here, but um, it's wonderful to be here, because um, everyone's laughing. <laughs>
0: and you haven't done your prep, which is um, good. That's uh, absolutely perfect. As
1: unprepared as I've ever been for anything.
0: Mm. David.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
2: I mean, I thought, I watched the Victor Lafay post-race interview. That
0: was good. And I thought it was
2: brilliant. I mean, first of all, we should go to the fact that I was on the founding team of Cofidis. And I didn't realize that the last time Cofidis had won a Tour de France stage, Taddy Pogaccio was nine years old. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great (laughs) sentence. Isn't it great? Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, and so and you like were racing at Cofidus. How which did was they? Last century, David almost.
0: You know that. I, I don't suppose anybody in the backroom staff or the management are the same. They must have changed. There can't be anyone I, who's no, still I don't there.
2: think there is. Maybe Alain Delay who was one of the great sportives, but Cedric Vasseur, who was one of the riders, yeah, is now the general. Is he still the general
0: manager? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: What I find remarkable about it is that they kept that sponsor, by even though they've been so incredibly mediocre for so long.
0: That was my point. How yeah. does that work when they come up like, I don't know, Cofidis sign a two or three year deal. It's coming to the end so with about a year to go they all get together with the Dis people and say so how's it gone over the last three <laughs> years? <laughs> and they go well Martin finished 10th. It's
3: just
2: not a performance based team then is it really?
0: It's amazing. I mean yeah, fair sure. play to Coffidis.
2: Yeah. But also the, one, the weird thing with Cofidis they're one of the few teams that are outright owned by the sponsor so they're part of the Coffee
0: kind of company oh so yeah. like so the riders are on the payroll exactly oh. it's a,
2: actually it's not kind of it's not an independent sort of like what's it called tour racing that owns Ineos Grenadiers that then changes sponsors or yeah. Paris Fellow Club that owns Groupama FTJ etc Cofidis is actually part of the Cofidis corporation and has been since kind of Cofidis got big in 1997 yeah. um, I remember when Cofidis kind of took cycling to kind of be their sport of choice and created their cycling team. They did some sort of stat where one in 100 people on the street knew what Cofidis was. And after the first year, they'd got it up to like 10 people out of 100, and it kept going up. And now Coffinese is kind of, the cycling's actually worked amazingly for them.
0: I'd say it'd be way above that in France. Yeah, now it's been. Like, it'd be like close to 100%, wouldn't it? Yeah, it like be now. Do they yeah.
2: get any employment benefits then, uh, for the company? Well, I guess they're just, I don't know. Healthcare, actually. pensions? Well, yeah, it's they're part of the French or social security system. Days yeah. off, and F- they've F- had a job for, for a long time. Five-hour weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you get any
0: free coffee this when you were riding for them?
2: Uh, coffee's incredibly <laughs> expensive. Credit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are they loan sharks, David? A kind of. Okay. Yeah. Right. They sort of. Um, Very high interest rates.
2: They focus on the people that really need money. Cadel's yeah.
0: looking amazed. Yeah. Cadel, you rode for Lotto Silence.
1: Silence Lotto. Silence yes.
0: Lotto. What was silence?
1: Uh, snore... Um, snore... Cure. Anti-snoring snoring remedy. Yes, yes, something like that. I don't... That's snore... Um I don't know anyone who does. So I don't know if it works. And in a similar way, though, it was the contracts were directly with the Omega Pharma company, of which Omega Pharma had uh, 1,500 brands under its umbrella. And each year, they just decided which, you know, uh, yeah. close my eyes, throw an eye at a dart, boy, you're wearing, you're dressed as a pregnancy test <laughs> uh,
0: predictor lotto. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, so, were you were you also a predictor lotto rider? Or yes, you moved I on? was right. a
1: Predictor Lotto rider. I had no idea what Predictor was. And <laughs> then uh, until someone, um, one of my friends in my local training group at home in Australia in January was so kind to tell me, well, how come you know? And I never got teased about it ever again.
0: Oh, right. Have you got a load of silence in your garage at home? Because <laughs> I, I could do with some, I could tell you that much. I don't know if it worked that well, but, um, yeah. But can I go back to Victor Lafay? Please. So, I've um, got some stuff about him.
2: Yeah, I know. But what was interesting was in his post-race interview kind of he it was pretty it's quite charming actually because he said well normally I never have a plan for the finish uh, but today I did and I knew they were gonna attack at three k to go on that little ramp where Pickcock attacked so he said I figured I'd then go at a K to go or somewhere around there so he was sitting in the back deliberately waiting for that moment oh, and it's like mm-hmm. whoa it that was a textbook impressive. attack. He was yeah. like third
1: last wheel, yeah. and he just went up just before the one k, the 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 red banner, the one k to go. And yeah, he went, and he there there was also a little bit of a to his advantage, a little bit of a lull in the speed. Everyone was exhausted of closing to, to, to the other attacks, and it just picked off perfectly. But not many of those one k attacks attacks at one k to go come off. But today it did, and after what the glimpses that we saw of him yesterday, he certainly delivered um, more and above and beyond on what we what we expected but that says it all right
3: there doesn't it I never have a plan in the finish normally For like one from Cofidis. I don't two, believe him a rider who's maybe oh, he's, he's won the stage of Giro before but it's that little bit of confidence and now he's gone to bed thinking okay I was there today how do I win tomorrow yeah. and that's the difference between these champions who win all the time yeah. to people who don't find themselves in that position because they find themselves there and are like whoa, well, what yeah. do I do Yeah, where he's so gone in the, into, into today with that plan and
0: so it's quite an interesting character Victor Le Fay, and I only discovered this after I, I commentated a couple of years ago on his Giro win which was an on an uphill finish and it was a, a 10 minute devastating effort blew the rest of the breakaway away and it looked very targeted and very clever like maybe it was just instinctive and lucky I don't know but it looked smart and then I found out that see, he um, was a very talented junior he broke. He had a bad break of his femur when he was riding for AG2R's uh, uh, feeder team you know Chambry cycling club and um, that was in 2015, so how, how many years ago is that? Eight years ago, he would have been 19 years old. And that interrupted his career dramatically. He came back from that and won the under 23 French national title uh, in 2017. And in 2018, Cofidis offered him a contract. And that was, the reason they offered him a contract was because in July, he was the fastest rider in the Etape du Tour. It's one of the reasons, and he, um, so as an amateur and into Le Grand Borneau, and I can't think of—I oh, don't know—has it happened before? Someone's like shone at the Etape du Tour and got offered a pro contract, don't know. I
2: don't think so. Normally, that's what happens where kind of pro cyclists go to bike. go to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they still ride fast. They're having ridden a few Etape du Tours. They like
2: go really fast.
1: Like <laughs> Too fast. Yeah.
0: Have you ever won one, Cadel? <laughs>
1: no, no, I as as a. <laughs> I sort of had this thing about when I stopped racing professionally. Stop racing. Yeah, I do some races, but I do it for the fun of being in a race, and never at the compromise of like I'm going out to train uh, as opposed to stay home with my kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're coming up to a vast um, a yeah, country. So yeah. So we need a bit of payment. We're at a motorway service station now, and I've got to get my credit card out. Oh, this is. Really um, so crazy. this is live car no, podding. Yeah, no, David. No, take that because then you put it, get a receipt, please, because put it on. Here we go. There are so many different slots on these like there are I'm looking at it, there's a contactless thing, there's a button for a non-operating receipt. Terminal. There's a non operating oh no. terminal. And it's written them. in
1: English, which is kinda weird.
0: Yeah. Well, we are now backing up <laughs> <laughs> along what you know, one of those uh autorepayo situations. Where that person? Yeah, we are that person now backing up. But it wasn't our fault. Oh. We had no idea. Oh, we <laughs> oh well <laughs> <laughs> That was our <laughs> fault. We've just sailed past. It was actually a manned booth. <laughs> it was a woman and booth. We've come on. Yeah, and we. It was, pretty, it was a pretty. It was a
1: pretty smiling girl booth. Yeah. Yeah. And we've gone straight past it. Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mercy. Yeah, she Hi. has no idea that she is on Never Strays. But I forgot car.
2: that humans work to these things. Yeah. That's they so don't. true, Normally isn't it? It's just machines at payages now. Yeah, just so true. Breezed straight by the poor lady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she must have
0: <laughs> wondered what the hell we were doing. Um... Well that was exciting. Definitely wonder that what the re- hell we would do. That was really exciting. <laughs> oh, isn't? it's
3: a non What was it? What did you say? What did you say David? What no, was not it? Operating not op- not <laughs> operating. Not <laughs> operating.
2: Brilliant.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so uh so can yeah, we talk about good. can we talk about Jonas? Oh. David, you want to talk about Jonas. I want don't you? to talk
2: about Jonas. So because he goes over the top of the Escabel and he's going really good obviously. Him and pogaccia Already on stage two, are showing just how head and shoulders they are above everybody else. Yeah. And what we've got grown used to now, Pogaccio is kind of up for racing, even though Adam Yates, teammate yellow jersey, is behind. He'd have been up to ride with Vingegaard to the finish. Yep. Vingegaard, as ever, just says no. He's got Van Aert behind, yep. etc. Then Van Aert. Comes yeah, that up. was legit, David. That was totally legit. Yeah, that is legit. But it's the beginning of the story because then Van Aert comes up. They they catch with the group. Van does all the work on the descent, kind of trying to control the group. Peo Bilbao goes. Then you've got Tish Bernholtz and Kelderman who are on their hands and knees, who've already done work and are just at the back of the group. Can't even move up on the descent, because it's going so fast. Eventually, get down to the bottom, start working, trying to control the group. Vingegaard, meanwhile, meanwhile, is just kind of doing his thing. And obviously, that's his right. But it was becoming clear towards the end that Kelderman and Tispan were on their hands and knees to the point where I think it was just Kelderman riding Van Aert on his wheel and Van Aert had just shut down the peacock attack and it was like just shots going off everywhere. And then it comes down to the final K, that's when Lefe goes, Kelderman can't really do anything. All Vingegaard had to do was just like a 30 second effort to kind of bring, close the gap down. No sign of him anywhere. and. You know, that's what cost Van Arth the stage. And I just find that a little bit, I feel that there's no, I think it's, it's a, it shows how cold he is, thank God that all he's interested in winning the Tour de France, and that's the right move to do at a clearly cold, rational kind of state of mind. But uh, f- for winning hearts and minds of your team, and I don't think it was the right thing to do,
1: in my opinion. If I can say from a GC rider's perspective, you I, make can, it up. I can you understand you why, thank you why jonas would have felt like that because he's saving everything and he doesn't want to do anything with the, off of the fear of losing one or two seconds to poga car which in the end he did anyway because pog, pog took pog car took the bonus Cadell. seconds in third place pogacha Pogacha got it pog the pog yeah the, pog. the, pog. the pog. pog yeah the pog um he lost seconds to him anyway but like you said it would have been just the perfect Fix all the problems, any any uh, tensions there may be between them, by just doing one roll on the front, because you've obviously got the legs to do it, would have resolved all of his all of the tensions within the team. Yes.
4: Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
0: We are passing into France in one kilometre Ooh. and leaving behind us Actually, not uh, the, the Basque Country. Oh, it's wonderful! Yeah, yeah. Farewell to the Basque so Country. Also, just
3: finally on the whole. No, vinegar. not finally. I oh. think we've only, okay, we've only just started. Okay, we've only just started getting there. Yeah. I think Actually, David's I'm, got more to say. I'm even more annoyed now after hearing Dave. Because again, sorry, your mic's just c- keeps cutting out. Pete, grab my mic. Okay. Yeah. Again, vinegar is using Wout van vernat as his teammate who's behind him to not work with Pagaccia to his advantage in that situation. So he's using that yeah. to his advantage because he doesn't want to take Pagaccia to the line yeah. to gain those bonus seconds, but he's not repaying the favour at all yeah. to Wout van Aert. And all this takes, we know he's got his baby due close to the end of the Tour de France. Yep. You know, these are small, small micro decisions that Sh- just might... Do you need my card again?
0: Yes, please. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Another car or even,
3: even yeah. small decisions out on the road where Wout van Aert might just be like, actually, you know what?
0: Well, you, to, to your great credit as a pundit, Pete, you flagged this up before the race even started. You said, I've got a slight question mark about Jumbo Visma managing all these disparate, disparate sort of characters and egos and winners. And and you actually, I think, even mentioned the, the baby situation with Wout van Aert and how that might play on his mind. And he's clearly not quite in the same form no. and the same frame of mind as he was last year. But, Cadell, the thing is, what you say is absolutely right, but, but it's disregarding what happened last year. I mean, I'm sure that last year prefigures what, you know, what goes on this year to some extent as well.
1: Where Watt where, where van Aert was like a team and a half on, yeah.
0: in well, one rider yeah, exactly. and to essentially, Jonas. And
1: essentially,
2: Does yeah, Jonas
0: Wingergaard win the Tour de France in 2022 without Watt van Aert? No. The Paris River East age, yeah, Paris prime East example. East Asia, Does reason. he win it? Without Watt van I don't think he does. And that's no, got to figure in his thinking. And I think I think there's a chance that Watt van will be absolutely- Raging. Libid. Raging. Sorry, my phone's just making a bit of interference. It's, now, is it's your, so it's like my mic's working with you now, is it? I just, the loose, the connection was a bit loose. Right. I just stuck you back in a bit. So. Well,
1: van will probably be livid towards Jonas, and that's where that, just doing that one turn today may have, may have resolved many of those problems that are just starting.
0: Can I ask, you don't have to name names, although you're very welcome to, did you ever have any beef, like with riders, in that, in that kind of a situation?
1: Oh, in, in, both, in both ways, more so though, But for example, once on the other side, and hence my G C perspective, I've been asked by, I was teammates with Robbie McEwen, which is kind of difficult, because he's a green jersey winner on your team, but I you're trying to go for GC. Um, can you ride on the front now with a K to go and a small climb? Ooh, maybe I'll follow the breakaways on the, or any attacks on the climb. Does that work? Um, <laughs> but like having having been on in Jonas's position myself, and probably oh, McEwen, for full credit, he's a guy that when it's a bunch of sprint, you um, do whatever you can. But of course, when you're going for GC at the Tour without many teammates, your uh, your your energy's um you have to be very careful with it yeah um yeah so i've i've, I've, I've probably been in both roles but um yes yeah <laughs> I've but i've been I've, I've been the one where 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 the, where the stage winners had the beef with me right <laughs> <As in the laughs> so you yeah. were Jonas. yes yeah, so i was a little bit Jonas in that regard yeah
0: yeah mm. But it's how you it is how you win the Tour de France, isn't it? I mean, on the other hand, it's some you can you can kind of understand. So it was Robbie McEwen basically. Is that yeah, what yeah, said? yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: but not, not no, no. But Robbie would have had a beef with me, but all within within a right because it but was a similar situation with with uh, with Van Aert towards or, Jonas.
3: Now I don't know if you're going to say exactly what I'm about to say. Maybe yeah. Robbie McEwen didn't do anywhere near as much as exactly. like Van Aert towards for Jonas Vinegar. which uh, right just on. makes it a different situation. Yeah, in a way.
1: which is which is really the point that you brought up, Dave. Where, where Walt Lannert was a team and a half would have Jonas even won the tour Jonas should be turning himself inside out to do whatever he can In, 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 in a, when we reflect on what, what Walt Lannert div- delivered to the team and Jonas's victory in 2022 it's,
2: it's just so much about leadership as well isn't it? Kind of having the hearts and minds of your teammates mm. and it's sometimes the gestures that you have to sacrifice a bit of yourself and it is you could consider for Jonas, it's like, I can't sacrifice myself, it's too important. Which is, again, it's the cold and clinical and rational decision, but... Uh,
0: it's not rational, though, is it? Yeah. that's
2: what I mean. It's not, is
0: it? The, the next the next time that he's going to need a, a race-saving ride from Van Art he might get it, but he might not get 100% of it you know if he gets it at all potentially and that's the, that's the gamble that he's taken by doing that look
3: it boils down to the fact that Jonas was not sacrificing anything to do 800 metres on the front for Wout van Aert. and that's what it boils down to it was a small give wasn't it from Jonas a 100 small 100 metres a tiny a 150 metres and it wouldn't have affected his race whatsoever and that's what I think the, well, that's why it's going to be a problem because in Wout van Aert's he's going to be thinking I wasn't asking much yeah you know
0: yeah and I wondered we did we did kind of wonder whether that Netflix documentary that kind of suggested that there was a bit of discord in the Jumbo-Visma camp early on in the race uh, last year. I thought it was I must admit I thought it was a little bit fabricated. It looked like they were making a mountain out of a molehill, the program makers, and and kind of creating a story that wasn't necessarily there. But now I've got, I've got, I'm actually questioning that uh, yeah. a little bit and thinking. I wonder if that's in the, you know, in the back of everybody's minds. I don't
3: know what you guys think, but I think Jonas vingegaard has got quite a telling face when he's stressed, when he's not happy with something, which I noticed on the Netflix documentary. I mean, I really no?
2: Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. OK. But I watched the Netflix doc- documentary. I've oh, seen okay. him racing and he just seems kind of like Robocop.
0: Impassive. He's yeah. a
1: bit Robocop. But just looking like after the tour last year, he had to take a break. He doesn't seem to deal very well with stress, whereas Pog is just the master of, of it because it just just runs off water water off like off a duck's back he doesn't know what stress is no he
0: doesn't does he but, but I the faintest idea what it is <laughs> but <laughs> I,
1: I think that's going to be like to me that's what is going to just be an, another thing that's going to gonna force him more be a contributor to him being beaten by Pog this year
0: yeah so you're in the Pog camp here on that in terms yeah, of yeah totally, well totally. it's, it's easy to say it after stage 2 and the evidence oh, we but but, no so yeah. I said it
1: a week before, me too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Was just no one talks to
2: me. San when Simon Clark went, he was literally just stayed sitting down and just, just increased his cadence. It was like, yeah. It, he made it look crazy easy. Yeah. And then when he went over the line, it was he, he knew he was just going to keep going and see what happened. And it was just unfortunately had gore with him. Otherwise, he'd probably just kept going. Yeah. He's flying. Yeah. 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 Which is good.
0: Yeah. Um, what yeah, else happened? well, Anything? Simon Yates, yeah, Simon
2: Yates.
0: Um, guys, has someone got a telephone quite close to the cable of their uh, microphone? Not Potentially, me. it was a long Not day, me. wasn't it? Yeah. 280. Cadell, K- 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 that was it, I think. If you could just move it slightly away from the cable, thank you, brilliant. I had a great time cars, did you?
3: Uh, Head on the table, gone for about 30, 40k, 30,
0: right? Right, nice, nice, yeah. nice. That's proper.
3: I I was like David Miller, 2019 style, but without the yoga mat.
0: Did you have a nap today, Cadell? In the uh, yes, of the I sneakily... Uh, <laughs> oh, did you? I never did knew
1: uh, an empty water bottle could actually be a good pillow. <laughs> you just can let a little bit of air <laughs> out of it, <laughs> and, <laughs> it <laughs> and it sort of molds to your head and you <laughs> lean up against the wall and have a power nap of about a minute and you feel much better. Yeah, very Zone good technique life. I saw
2: Miguel train today, got a picture with him. We both did. Oh, I, I didn't get a so picture and I'm
1: out. kicking myself. You got a Polaroid I with got him. Polaroid I like was
2: him. I went away afterwards and I'm like, what an idiot. <laughs> I could have got a selfie with the man himself. Me too. It was Absolutely amazing how it. all the former pros just got excited. Rolf Sorensen
1: came running across.
0: Fabian Wegman. He is Wegman. the only yeah.
1: cyclist I get excited about seeing.
2: Yeah. Honestly,
0: all
1: of
3: us. Like, he's just oh. like a Greek god, though, isn't he? <laughs> it's just like I a Greek god. I he, mean, he's <laughs> a
1: Spanish god. He's not. A,
3: he's not. It's like he's not human. Cycling
1: but. god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just next level, and he was just. He just looks so well as well. He does look incredibly well. He,
0: unchanged in the last twenty years, he just looks the same, doesn't he? Static. Imagine yeah. being him. All right, let's imagine bike. being, imagine <laughs> being. Oh. Did you
1: notice that he was riding Pedro Delgado's bike back to the... Was to that to what he was doing? Te- yeah, yeah, to the zone technique, because it's too far to walk. That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> Proper old school. <laughs> and, uh, Ronald Dorenson
2: was telling us a good story afterwards, wasn't he, Ned? Yeah, yeah so r- which
0: tour was that then? So it would
2: have been in the 90s. He said it kind of been a team th- presentation oh, um, tour, and tour presentations in the 1990s probably early 90s yeah. Rolf Sorensen was a classics racer as was Max Chiandri and that kind of whole Cleet museo and he said, Miguel Indurain at the, the kind of Paris tour the presentation where the route was announced would then go and meet with those guys and say okay guys 11 and 14 you can have stages 11 and 14 <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah. it's like, just please leave me alone the rest of the time Free no determined. way yeah. Yeah. that
1: is old school isn't, isn't it amazing wow. yeah. Yeah. but they all respected him for it this and thing. then when uh, Jalabert attacked in the Central Massif, yeah. they all came and they were out being asked and they all rode for him. Yeah, Seriously, that's what I was saying. According so when Hunstead yeah. went
2: Berserker in months, that Legendary stage that Jalabert ended up winning. That now that's why the Monte Jalabert exists. Mont. Oh, it's that stage! It's There's the Jalabert stage. Stage. It's the stage. Right. So on the stage just ripped the race to pieces. And the Indurain was at the back. And well, he was out the back. The, the group was so big, and he had no teammates left. And yeah. he ended up with a peloton what was left it nine minutes behind the Onsay kind of escape wow. like ripped up group. <laughs> okay. And then all the totally classi- legit. And all the classics riders started coming up. <laughs> all the classics riders. So like Sorensen, Museo, <laughs> Chiandri, they all just went to the front to bring it back for him. Some firepower, there. brilliant, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's, that's class, isn't it?
1: Uh, class. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key objective, and that's
2: he's probably the only kind of champion like that that has universal kind of respect and
0: admiration. Chris Froome. <laughs> <laughs> the respect is there. Yeah. The uh, Yeah. I mean, well, well, is he though? Because we've been talking about Cavendish in the same terms. Cav. And that's a legitimate yes. comparison, that isn't is it? That's a
2: legitimate comparison. Pete's not
0: not having that really
2: well it's different very different it's very different yeah Cavs more because of his charisma and just the fact he's doing such a crazy achievement
0: we were saying in commentary today because I noted throughout the Giro I noted the growing sort of relationship that Cavs developed I mean out of nowhere I can't remember them ever being a sort of friends before but Gianni Moscon and Cav are joined at the hip at Astana I guess they room together, and um, Moscon was, you know, nursing Cav through all those stages of the Giro, day after day after day, and he's come to the Tour de France and doing the same thing. Yeah, and right. that, like, and then we were talking about in the commentary how many riders has Cav. Influenced in that regard, and got the best, and you know, got the best out of on his behalf down the years, and the list is just infinite, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And yeah. it's not
2: just influence, but how many riders have made a good career out, uh, out of out of Cav? What? Yeah.
0: You need the card again? Is he oh, right here we go. Have yeah. you got it? You still got my card, okay? Yeah,
3: Cav was just singing his praises. This is a
0: 3 payage pod so far.
3: Last time I seen him, it's amazing. What Moscon? Oh, massively, yeah.
0: He's had a funny career, hasn't he, Gianni Moscon? Mm-hmm. The next Eddie Merck's one minute, and then a kind of. Do, so domestique.
1: So
3: doesn't look as lean either as his Ineos days. Sky
1: Ineos. Yeah.
0: Mm, so
1: I've ruffled a few feathers along the way as well, in oh just j- a few
0: racist remarks and te- terrible r- bad tra- behaviour. Ter- terrible track record of racism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's call it out for what it oh, is. Because yeah. the guy's unrepentant as well, and uh, seemingly, you know, hasn't learned mm. the lessons, pr- you know. But yeah, odd, odd. <laughs> an odd couple on the Johnny Moscon and Mark Cavendish, but mm. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that's kind of Mark Cavendish's protocol as well. He'll find the spikiest person in the team or the most kind like of... Like the rough diamond. The rough diamond, and then he'll take him under his wing. Yeah, he's he'll probably
3: taught him a lot, hasn't he? Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen Gianni. <laughs> Can't say that type of stuff.
1: <laughs> I can, but I go on social media afterwards and apologise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who was your Gianni Muscon, Cadell?
1: Oh, he's, you know, joined at the hip... Kind yeah. of rider, yeah. oh, probably Steve Moravito in the last years of my career oh, yeah. was my sort of main guy, and, and we're still good friends today. Um, Does he live near you? No, no, we don't live near each no. other, but we cross paths and stay in contact. Um, oh, and oh, George Hinkaby for a few years as well. No, we weren't sort of joined at the hip, we didn't room together, but, um, but certainly on the road, he was like, George, I trust you more than I trust my own judgment.
3: Yeah, I reckon I would have been a good teammate for you, could I?
0: Yeah, why didn't you sign Kenya? Could I you know, I wish. Amazing. I reckon it yeah, would, would, yeah, would have been great. Back in the day. Yeah, we would have had fun together. Obviously. Also, yeah, get on well. I think, Pete, you look quite cool in that BMC kit. i would have loved it. I would, have, would, have, done, I would have loved
1: BMC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you would have looked It's
0: quite that. a cool kit, that, wouldn't have, it? should
3: have gone with Cadell. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, you? we're a bit late now, aren't we? They don't yeah. have a team anymore and we don't race anymore. I don't think Cadell, I don't think Pete's entirely given up on. on, I don't know, there'll be a point in the, <laughs> the next three weeks <laughs> won't there Pete where you go I, I don't know I think because <laughs> <laughs> every year it's like I think yeah. I've nah, still
3: got the ship sailed in it. we'll, well have it? to well go so. to
1: like the two door team and ask yeah, do you have a place for like two guys who have sort of been out of the sport for a while
0: <laughs> <laughs> could that work because their kid's pretty cool as well uh, it is nice yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. it's going to be B&B hotels but they're not on the race so what's the point in joining them no <laughs> coffee this Confidence, yeah. Oh. they're back.
1: They're back. they back after a 15 year hiatus. Imagine
0: being Guillaume Martin. Oh,
1: no, it's just it's a meme
0: waiting I
2: to
3: be I'm made. just sick of hearing about Guillaume Martin, if I'm honest. Is there anyone else? I'll tell you what,
2: Ned was getting pretty excited about Nielsen Paulus today. Don't Weren't I you? I thought he had a chance. I was wrong. I know, it's pretty no. naive thinking that. Or yeah. just hopeful, blind faith. Uh, yeah. It's like me and Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah. yeah. God, He's yeah, d- not shown up, has he?
0: No. This. Your Matthew Vanderpool thing, David, has yielded zip so uh, far, hasn't no. it? oh
1: terrible. he was there at 43 seconds yesterday around the pool it's true that's not too far. did well, well it's,
2: it's not, not winning quite. behaviour though it's not it's, it's not it. what I expect him to be mm. winning
0: not. behaviour but is we don't expect Vanderpool right? to <laughs> follow <laughs> on a climb my was so like is yeah, it is, Simon on a climb yeah. like that yesterday two different conversations going on in this podcast one in the um, back yeah. between me and Pete
2: yeah my sister was ran yeah. the winning behaviour programme David to the bridge yeah Yeah. so we're getting close to beer now guys yeah. The past spirits We're coming
3: to Bayern. So this is so the... So uh, what has, yeah. just quickly, what has Matthew Vanderpol got wrong uh, for this I don't
2: year's
3: he's got anything tour? wrong. I no? It's
2: amazing. I think it's just too hard these first two days. I think it's
3: maybe underestimated. Um, he, he, he went on the murder of True. Sorry about the phone noise everyone. First time. Was it the first time? Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah, so it was on two laps. Stayed away. That was insane. What, that day. Was I mean, he's
0: not the same rider. The Mur de Bretagne. Yeah. He's def- what he's not the same rider. What connects this car with the Mure, with Mathieu Van der Poel and the Mur de Bretagne? Kadel Evans. Kadel Evans does. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you for remembering it's that 11 one. 11 I remember it very. I remember it very well. Yeah. yeah. Stage four of the 2011 Tour. Tour, I think first first road road stage. Was that the first road stage? Big tree for me, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah How was it. it? I think I might have been the only one actually. Didn't win many stages. <laughs> wasn't very good at that. Well, oh, this might
3: not be the conversation for the pod listeners, but I'm intrigued, so I'm going to ask it. Go on, Kadal, What was your go-to like training session?
1: Oh, um, oh, as a like left, left, left field question. Um, yeah, it's a bit le- yeah. Uh, go-to training <laughs> session for... Like if you're
3: preparing for a tour, what would be the one session that you would always do, whether um, you're on an altitude camp or where you had to hit the yeah, numbers or...
1: five, five and a half hours with a uh, good warm-up and then um, progressions in climbing and then uh, specifically with um, short, sharp, specific efforts with a mix of like all the way down to 10, 20, it's like 20, 40, 10, 20 efforts within climbing five-minute blocks sets climbing Ten on 10 seconds
0: Is that seconds you're talking about like Ten.
1: um within um five minute sets of 10 th- 10 20 10 on 20 off or 20 40 20 on so like 40 vo2 off. sort of stuff yeah yeah that would be a sort of real typical thing and always finishing if i was at altitude i would always take my old school rollers with me and ride them in the hotel afterwards at altitude to roll out my legs and um just try and keep a bit of um that um muscle recruitment for the flat because um, you miss that when you're in a mountainous training cool. camp.
0: There you go, that's a very detailed answer. That's great, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, was he talking about seconds? 10, 20, what, is that seconds you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. so
1: you're, So it's like you'd be doing 10 seconds at, say, slight at threshold or above threshold, and then you'd be at like, um, depending on what training levels you use, but sort of mid, high mid range on 20 seconds, so you're sort of not quite recovering. But you, um, you can go over your over your threshold in the shorter effort. But what it really simulates well is, other than pushing like your VO2 maxes, as as Pete pointed out, it's also like, simulates a race because you have this real irregular uh, um, accelerations and <coughs> accelerating when you're absolutely exhausted as well, mm. gonna which is really Kedal's useful down. And Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I'll prep for that.
2: Coaching company will surpass. Yeah. yeah, some
1: coaching. Well, and also oh, with Trinity, I should've, I should've so
3: Trinity, yeah. I'm I'm really should've. interested in. I
0: should as have like as asked, asked
2: for money
1: before I
0: disclosed that. There. I know,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I, I might have, ask for a Trinity. I'll,
0: yeah. I'll pay you. should pay have you. asked for money before you signed up to do this podcast as well. <laughs> but you know what the answer would have been. Um, £10 per hour. Disgusting. I'll sort you up. <laughs> well, well,
1: well, well, this is the budget of the podcast, mine is uh, X, yeah. so contribute to that yeah. debt and you're in. <laughs> 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 exactly.
0: Hey, we talked talking about Laurent Jalabert in Mons the other day, yeah? Oh, sorry, not th- the other day, just the a short day, while like ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw him running along the river in uh, Bilbao this morning. And he looked very fit. And then I looked down, I, just write, I took my laptop out to a little bench by the river, I was doing some writing. And um, I looked up Lauren Jalabert, tried to catch his eye and say hello, he completely blanked me. Um, ran on, and then Mitch Docker came so in, the el- in the other direction.
3: The only, the only thing and I wanted to in you the you morning Caddell? Caddell? You, saw, on. Uh,
0: you yeah. saw some. Um,
1: Vino, actually, <laughs> running <laughs> along He looked <laughs> like he was flanked by bodyguards, actually. I don't know if they were oh friends of bodyguards. Yeah, they might have been bodyguards, because. Important role. He's still a, in imagine shape.
2: Imagine if you were like a super schlug. It's like you could yeah. have sat on that bench in the morning watching
0: all these retired cyclists running. There's all
1: these time. fat, unfit ex pros who are terrible yeah, running techniques, except yeah. Jalabelle. Heel strikers. No,
0: Jalabelle looked uh, good. Also, Over-striding Cadell, heels, heel strikes. Cadell, you're a runner, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Closet, closet runner, closet yeah. runner. You have a couple of closet alcoholics? I'm a closet runner. I yeah. don't normally talk well, about it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, but the, for the sake of this uh, exclusive podcast and well, exclusive reveal.
0: Because you sold us a complete dummy yesterday. You kept saying, yeah, I went out to see the last climb, the Pique Bedea climb. And we kind of went, what, what, what bike did he use? Because his bike got lost in Milan. And we couldn't quite fathom how you'd done it. And we were wondering whether you'd fabricated the whole thing. And then what we never figured out was you just run up there <laughs> to the peak of it, day did you actually run up the peak of day yeah climb? I
1: did I, yeah it was um, yeah wow. I did yeah I had a um, easier
0: than cycling up it to be fair
1: uh, yeah, it was a pretty steep one, that, actually. Oh, look. Look at the La Mandrill, La Drouguerie La Mandrill. That looks interesting. Um, <coughs> total <laughs> off-tangent tanda- there. David, is, um, that, is this
0: Bayonne? we in Bayonne? The hotel's here, right here.
1: We're staying in Ibis? Yeah. Oh, wow, we're staying in Ibis. Oh it's no. €120 Euros a night. Oh, my God. That's yeah, way too man. much for this podcast budget. <laughs> <laughs> <Fortunately>, <laughs> we should sleep in the car.
0: Fortunately, ITV4 are paying instead. Um, so, yeah, it's time to stop the pod. But... Um, I don't know thank you for listening or something (laughs) (laughs) sign off in a kind of professional podcast way and uh, yeah cheers Cadell thanks for that mate no worries Um, Ned and Pete (laughs) (laughs) pleasure to
1: be here